My sister Anne and I started our first business together when I was about six and she was about eight. It was called Queen Anne's Lace and Katie Dids. We sold lemonade, bouquets of wildflowers, and handmade jewelry on an island called Shabig off the coast of Maine in the summers. I then went on to have a booming dog, cat, and babysitting business through my teens. I was also regularly the top salesperson in our class fundraisers, selling the most magazine subscriptions, boxes of oranges, or wreaths, depending on the year and the sport I was playing at the time. My success simultaneously embarrassed me and made me proud because of the attention I received for it. Though my parents didn't talk to my sister and me much about money, I was aware that it was important. I noted that my friends and their parents seemed to put quite an emphasis on it as well. My parents got divorced after 24 years of marriage when I was 16. Suddenly, there were more conversations around money than ever before. I was now interacting with my parents separately about it for the first time. I got to see how differently they interacted with it and the different philosophies they had around it. That was when my true financial education began because there was so much contrast. I began to pick and choose which perspectives I felt really made sense to me. During the time after the divorce, my mom began her own financial education. She, like many women, had assumed my dad was better with money than her. He was tall, handsome, and a third-generation Harvard graduate who came from money. My mom had received no financial education growing up in the 1950s, and though she was an incredibly successful doctor, she'd never gotten up to speed on finances. She found the whole subject terminally boring, so she just opted out. Until, of course, she found herself in the midst of divorce and carrying a great deal more financial responsibility on her shoulders than ever before. For the first time in her life, it occurred to my mom that being good with money was more than simply believing in a quote-unquote prosperity mindset. It turns out that when you're afraid you're going to lose your home and you have to go back to the dump to retrieve your old faucet when you realize that the new one costs $250, there's more to taking care of your financial life than doing affirmations, though this can be one piece of a financial stewardship puzzle. Luckily, my mom not only got scared, she also got moving. She realized that she was a 50-year-old woman with a New York Times bestselling book, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, who had been a guest on Oprah and had a very successful medical practice, but who knew very little about money. She started reading every money and prosperity book she could get her hands on. For whatever reason, at the ripe young age of 16, I had an insatiable appetite for books on money. So as my mom read Catherine Ponder's The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, I read them all right alongside her.